Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's change to 200-200. KNRS News, sponsored by Wasatch Heat Cable. I'm Abby Bonnell. It's 4.03. Police are investigating this afternoon the suspicious death of a four-month-old baby boy at a Midvale motel. The baby was found at a Motel 6 near 7200 South, next to I-15. The parents were present. They're now being questioned by police. Utah's congressional delegation reacting to the president's announcement of a temporary reopening of the government this afternoon. Representative Ben McAdams says it's what's needed to happen so a bipartisan discussion can bring all sides together. Congressman Rob Bishop says he's pleased workers will be paid, but there's no celebration until there's a lasting solution that includes a secure border. Representative Chris Stewart says it's time to end the political theatrics and for Democrats to join Republicans in offering serious border security proposals. The parents of murdered University of Utah track star Laura McCluskey say campus police did not listen to their daughter or take her seriously. Jill and Matthew McCluskey spoke publicly today for the first time on Good Morning America. The Utah senior was shot and killed by Melvin Rowland, a convicted sex offender she briefly dated. Her parents say they are not angry at the university. Mostly sad. Uh, you know, the sadness is so complete. I don't have room for, for anger. But we, want, we do want change. They say they don't agree with University President Ruth Watkins, who said after a review was released that nothing could have prevented the murder. Kenris News at the top and bottom of the hour. You'll find it anytime at kenris.com. Listen and you'll know. First of all, if you haven't heard this yet, I love this. Rod Arquette on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. All right, well, he did it. Did he cave? Is he playing a game of cards with Nancy Pelosi? A little game of, uh, let's see, who can uh, get what out of this whole thing? Who knows today? And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Donald Trump, around noon today, 1 o'clock Mountain Time, uh, came out and said he had reached an agreement with the Democrats to uh, reopen the federal government, and that should happen within the next couple of days. And the uh, Democrats and lawmakers in both the Senate and House have agreed to a compromise, or at least a compromise, to come up with a border security plan that will please the president. Now, what happens on the 15th? Well, we'll have to wait and see, but that's exactly what is going to take place over the next several days. And here in just a minute, we're going to get reaction to it today from Utah Congressman Chris Stewart. How are you, everybody? And welcome to the Rod Arquette Show. As we are broadcasting live, and this is always a fun, fun event, the 23rd annual, the 2019 edition of the Morris Murdoch Travel Show. And we're here at the Mountain America Expo Center, and we invite you to come on down. They'll be here until 8 o'clock tonight, and then I believe 5 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, so, and they have over 100 vendors 
So if you want to take a trip somewhere, a cruise somewhere, a family vacation, just a vacation with you and your spouse, they have got just about everything under the sun. And uh, we'll be talking about that and giving you ideas and details throughout the afternoon. So we welcome you to the Rod Arquette Show. As always, you're invited to be a part of the conversation today. 888-5708010, 888-5708010, or on your cell phone, all you do is have to dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod. Well, the story of the day, it appears now the, um, the partial government shutdown in day number 35 could be over in a matter of days. The president announced an agreement today to reopen the government. The Senate has already passed a resolution to do just that. They'll have to wait for the House to come back in session, I believe, on Tuesday for the president to sign it, and the government will be reopened until the 15th. What happens on the 15th? We'll have to wait and see. Joining us on our newsmaker line right now is Utah 2nd District Congressman Chris Stewart. Chris, how are you? Welcome back to the show. Uh, good to be with you. It's always good to be with you. Chris, what do you make of this deal today that was announced by the president? Well, I mean, I'm a little frustrated, a little bit relieved, uh, mixed feelings. We know that this is impacting hundreds, thousands of people. I, I hear from many of those people. Some of them are in my own family. They're very close to me. We've got, as you can imagine, thousands of people here in Utah with Hill Air Force Base and others that are impacted. And we wanted to find relief, which is why Republicans have voted several times in the past week to pay these folks. Even if we don't reopen, technically, those portions of the government pay those folks, especially those who have been working. My fear is, although I'm, again, relieved that we've had this partial solution, I want to know that we get something for it and that we don't go through the same, the same thing, you know, the 15th of next month. And I'm not sure I understand yet what the president's strategy is. I don't know that Nancy Pelosi is going to have a change of mind over the next three weeks. She seems so entrenched on this. I mean, when she says... I will not give you a penny. I will not give you a dollar for border funding. I think she needs it. And uh, maybe something happened in their private negotiations, uh, and I'm hopeful that something did. But, uh, you know, we can't go to the 15th and just go through this thing again. Yeah, we, we sure can't, Chris. The government shutdown. Chris, let me ask you, if uh, uh, someone said today that their, their theory was that some sort of deal would probably start in the Senate first, and the president would get the necessary 60 votes, maybe a few more than that. If that, in fact, takes place, and let's say the president gets 60 or 62 votes in favor of whatever border security plan they come up with, and it goes to the House, with that many Democrats joining the Republicans, does that put added pressure on the Democrats in the House to go along with something? Absolutely it does. And, in fact, if, if they get a 60-vote threshold in the Senate, I think we pass it in the House. And, uh, and I've been saying with media interviews earlier in the day that I, I felt like there was momentum and the logjam was beginning to move. I think part of that was that the two votes yesterday, although they both failed, they did start the conversation. They got them negotiating and engaged again. And I also said, and I think this is true, and I think it's going to bear out with what you just said, and that is this is no longer between Nancy Pelosi and the president. It, it's really shifted over to the Senate between Chuck Schumer and the president. And he isn't nearly as entrenched in this position as, as Speaker Pelosi is. He hasn't been so adamant. I won't give you a penny. I won't give you a dollar for the wall. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think, I think there have been, well, I know there have been conversations. And my hope is, as you just described, that we get something out of the Senate that is a bit of a compromise. And by the way, Rod, and I know you know this because we've talked about it, and I'm sure you've talked about it with others. We started out at $25 billion. Yeah. We went down to yeah. 5.7. In fact, yeah. Pre Vice President Pence offered 2.1. We've offered DACA, protection for the Dreamers. We've offered TPS for other people, 300,000 people that are here from stressed countries that can't go home. What in the world do the Democrats want us to give? And in the meanwhile, they have said no, 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 not a penny. 
And I think that some of the Senate has begun to see that this isn't a fair, uh, a fair process or compromise. And if they get 60 votes in the Senate, you're going to have a number of Democrats. When that, when that bill is put for the House, you're going to have a number of Democrats who would support that. Chris, uh, in his announcement today when he said, I want to announce an agreement to reopen the government, but I still have the power to do something if I'm not happy, obviously referring to the national emergency. If we come to the 15th and, you know, the Democrats don't give the president anything, does he then enact that? Is that the only way for him to go after that? Well, it may be the only only way that he has at that point, although I'm, I hope that he doesn't, and I think he hopes that he doesn't have to do that uh, for a, a number of reasons. One of the most obvious is this. If he says, if he uses that type of executive authority, which I don't think that he has constitutionally the ability to make, although others disagree with that. Yeah, so let's yeah. leave that question unanswered for now. Let's just say maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. My fear is the precedent that it sets. And you have a President Elizabeth Warren or someone like her who says, well, I think income inequality is a national emergency. Or I think climate change is a national emergency. As you know, we only have yeah, 12 yeah. years left, according yeah. to Ocasio-Cortez, <laughs> and the clock's ticking. Well, that sounds like a, an emergency to them. And what would they try to do under the guise of this is a national emergency, climate change? So yeah. I, I'm afraid that's a Pandora's box, that we open that thing up and we may, we may rue the day when we look back on that. So yeah. I hope he doesn't. I don't think he will, by the way. Okay. And I don't think he's going to have to. I think we're going to have a solution over the next three weeks. How should uh, supporters of the president be reacting to this tonight, Chris? Do you think they're in favor? Are they disappointed? What, what should their, you know, my, my, my take on this is, okay, we've got the government reopened. The jury is still out because we have to wait and see what they come up with. And I'm not going to criticize the president until I see what they come up with. Now, if they come back with nothing, then I think the president caved and I don't know what he's going to do then. What, how should Trump supporters feel tonight? Well, I think it was just as you described. I mean, I, I supported this president. The policies that he's implemented have made life meaningfully better for hundreds of millions of Americans. And I could go down the list from national security to tax reform to unemployment to regulatory reform, et cetera, et cetera. So I support those things. But I don't believe the president caved on this. If he did, it, it will shock all of us because this is this one signature issue, and I don't think he's going to roll over. I think that he really believes and, and has evidence that they do have some conversations in the Senate that are going to move forward on border funding. And, uh, and I'm willing to give him quarter for right now and say, okay, let's give them a couple weeks, three weeks as they've asked for, to see what they come up with. If at that point he does nothing, I, I will be so disappointed, and I think most of his supporters will. Uh, but I'll be surprised if that's where we end up. All right, Chris, always great chatting with you. Thank you, Chris. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you, sir. All right, on our Newsmaker line, Utah 2nd District Congressman uh, uh, Chris Stewart reacting to the uh, agreement announced today by the president. As I mentioned, the Senate has already approved the resolution to reopen the government. They just have to wait for House approval, then the president's signature, and the uh, government will be reopened for the next three weeks. I want to get your reaction to this coming up a little bit later on in the show. Uh, did the president cave? Uh, is the jury still out? Do we have to take a wait-and-see attitude to see what they come up with in the next three weeks? want to get your reaction. We'll do that later on in the show today. As I mentioned, we are broadcasting live today from Morris Murdoch and their huge travel expo underway again this year at the Mountain America Expo Center. And joining me now is Brian Holine, president of Morris Murdoch Travel. Brian, you've outdone yourself again. Every year, this thing, Brian, just keeps on getting bigger and bigger. It's the big, biggest show in the Intermountain West by far. Well, it is wonderful. Mm -hmm. how, how big of a challenge is it? I mean, we were talking, first of all, let me go here first. How how good is the industry right now? How are things in the travel business? Actually, they're great. You know, 
the cruise lines, tour companies, hoteliers are doing well. Uh, uh, the economy is a good reflection of mm -hmm. how the travel industry is doing. And a lot of people think travel agencies are dead. It's far from the truth. Yeah. We have been going strong, had our best year 2018 ever. So couldn't be better. Wow, that's great. Now, when you put together an expo like this, and you have all these vendors, are you just looking for almost you know, all kinds of vendors to give people a variety of things to consider for their travel? Well, we, we, we do like to have a broad scope, but we like to have the preferred suppliers that we work with day mm -hmm. in and day out. Mm -hmm. If you have a problem with your vacation or package, we won't be able to help you. We're the largest, for example, we're the largest uh, booker of Viking cruises in, in, in the West. Wow. Uh, couldn't say that about many of our weather princes, Royal Caribbean. So we, we have we have knowledge, we have relationships, and and we have discounts that oftentimes you cannot get even off of the directly off of the websites. Well, well, you put a great show on together, and we're working with you again. You've been great inviting us to host another tour. We'll be going to Italy here in the first of June. We sold that tour out in just a matter of weeks. I mean, Italy is a hot spot right now, isn't one it? One of my one of my favorite destinations and. You've got to say the two most popular destinations in Europe are always France and Italy, one and two. If you haven't experienced Italy, you really need to go there and see it. And if you have, chances are you want to go back. Yeah, yeah, go back. Try the pasta. They're pretty good when it comes to <laughs> pasta, aren't they, Brian? And, and and the gelato. Oh, I forgot the gelato. Yeah, I'm going on a gelato diet. That means gelato twice a day for the next 10 days. All right, Brian, great chatting with you. Thanks for inviting us here. Thanks, Ron. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show. Let's get you news update right now. Here's Abby. Thanks, Ron. Police and over. Your music, your stations, your podcasts. Anytime, anywhere. I heart radio. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show on this uh, Friday. Thank Rod, it's Friday right here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know we are broadcasting live today from the 23rd annual Morris Murdoch Travel Expo. It is the original, and did you know, the largest travel show in Utah. Over 100 vendors are here today. So if you want to take a cruise, a far out place to go take a little break, either for you and your spouse or maybe for your family, well, come here and find out what you can do. All kinds of exciting adventures, thanks to the folks at Morris Murdoch Travel. And we'll be talking more about that coming up in just a minute. Did you hear what happened back on the East Coast today? A number of airports had to delay flights because, well, they didn't have enough air traffic controllers. We'll dig into that coming up at 435 here on the Rod Arkent Show. But this is in relationship to the issue on the border, illegal immigration in this country. Um, President Trump's 
hardline immigration stand has led to an increase in the deportation for immigrants uh, convicted of even minor crimes. And a, a Utah lawmaker now wants to lower the penalty for some of those crimes by one day to help immigrants avoid deportation. That representative is uh, Eric Hutchings, a Republican out of Kearns, who's joining us right now on our Newsmaker line. Eric, how are you? Welcome back to the show. I'm good, Rod. Thanks. Why the need for this, Eric? Uh, you know, it's interesting. I don't know that I'm going to get any special awards for reducing <laughs> crime penalties by one day. Right? It doesn't, it doesn't sound significant, but to your point about the hardline stance, uh, you know, when it deals with immigration or everything else, and I've got a lot of time that I've spent on criminal reform and whatnot. And the point is, you know, follow the law, obey the law, but let's make sure we don't have stupid laws. And, and that's what this is trying to address, because there's a, a federal guideline, Rob, that simply states that if you are uh, incarcerated or charged with a crime where the penalty is a year or more, it automatically triggers deportation. And so in our state code, Rod, we have a misdemeanor can go up to a year, and a felony starts from a year or more. And so our misdemeanors and our felonies overlap by literally that 365th day. And so just to try and clean this up, and, uh, you know, there's just an awful lot of people that, you know, may have made a misstep, and honestly, they may need to go and talk to somebody later about, uh, you know, whether or not they deserve to stay in the country and keep a visa. But we're going to try and pull back that automatic trigger for deportation. And all it's going to take is just reducing it down to where a misdemeanor now, Rod, will be from one day to 364 days. Well, let me ask you this, though, Eric. Would this apply to illegal immigrants as well? And if they're illegally in this country, shouldn't they be deported anyway? Wow, that is that is an excellent question. I was unprepared for it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I know crossing the border into this country illegally is a misdemeanor already. But if you're caught and you're an illegal immigrant, I mean, are, aren't we kind of looking the other way here? I mean, shouldn't we, if these guys are caught, be, you know, send them right back without anything? Oh no, and I. Um, so what is happening in the intent of the bill? So it's a very, very good question you ask about those that are here illegally. And honestly, Rod, it's, it's a question I haven't had asked and I don't have an answer for. But it does address those that are here legally or have a visa, they've gone through the proper channels. That automatic trigger still applies to them. Uh, and so it's just basically a whoops. You know, you, you blew it. You blew it big. And we're not asking any questions. You're gone. And so in this case, we're just slowing that down. We're pulling that trigger back, and we're going to say, you know what, we're going to give you a chance. We're going to ask the questions. We're going to give you an opportunity to explain yourself and explain what happened. And, um, but they were the, the ones that we're trying to address with this one are the ones that were, in fact, here legally. Um, and if it ends up on the other side, we still have a process, obviously, that if people mm -hmm. yeah. you know, commit a crime and go through that. But I just, nobody likes these things that are just, they're just inhuman when there's no opportunity to look at any other detail except just one trigger. Yeah. And, and you know, that one switch flips and down the drain you go and no questions asked, it's all over. And, and nobody, nobody thinks society, and especially a criminal justice system, 
or an immigration system ought to run that way. We're we're way more sophisticated. We're way more humane than that. Now, and I understand there are similar laws on the books from what I read in uh, in states like California and Washington. Are we becoming California with, with this law, Eric? Because I hope not. Uh, no, no, their wildfires will still be way okay, worse than good, ours. Good, good, thank you. <laughs> we want to make sure of that. Eric, no, um, this, in yeah. this case, there's there's no sanctuary. We're not headed in that direction. We're just, we believe in Utah that people deserve to have the time and the effort put in to making sure that we're not doing something that destroys their life just because it's simple and it's automatic and it's some kind of a vending machine process. We're, we're going to take the time to be humane, and we can do that, and this will allow us to do that. All right, Eric. Well, uh, great chatting with you. I know the session begins on uh, Monday. Got a lot of interesting topics up there. I imagine we'll be talking again during the legislative session. Eric, thank you, and enjoy the weekend. Thanks, Rod. You do great work. Thanks for your time. Thank you. On our Newsmaker line, that is State Representative Eric Hutchings. He's a Republican from Kearns talking about a bill that he wants to introduce that would lower the penalty for some crimes by one day helping immigrants avoid deportation. Uh, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show. We'll talk about what happened on the East Coast today with the airlines and delayed flights. And are we looking at that in the future? That's all coming up right here on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. Most people carry a balance of 50 and say the keywords insurance challenge. That's pound 250 keywords insurance challenge. Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show. It is Thank Rod, It's Friday here on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. Now, uh, if you're not up to speed yet, I know Abby just reported this at the bottom of the hour. There is an agreement now to end the partial government shutdown, which is as of today, day 35. The government could be reopened possibly as early as next Tuesday or Wednesday, I believe. But um, the questions are, you know, did the, did the president cave? Uh, he, he has given the partial government shutdown until February 15th for Congress to come up with a plan, a border security plan that will satisfy him. We'll get your reaction to that coming up in the uh, 5 o'clock hour. This may, I don't know how much of a role this may have played in some sort of an agreement because I think they've been talking about it for the last couple of days. But flights to LaGuardia, Newark, and Philadelphia were delayed possibly as long as for 41 minutes today because the airport, the airports just didn't have enough air traffic controllers. So what happened? Joining us on our Newsmaker line right now is Jay Ratliff. Jay is the uh, iHeartMedia aviation expert. Jay, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Jay, exactly what happened with the airports in the Northeast today? Well, if I can put it in the light of a TSA screening standpoint, if they have people that call in and they can't operate maybe all 10 screening lanes, uh, they've got enough uh, body and manpower to operate eight of those. That's what they'll do. They'll staff eight, and they'll have two that won't, and the line gets longer. Well, when you have air traffic controllers that uh, don't show up as planned, and you can only have so many flights handled by so many different air traffic controllers, it backs things up considerably, and that's what we had today. I mean, we had a situation at times where there was issues in LaGuardia and Newark and Philadelphia and Atlanta uh, based uh, because of the fact that they did not have adequate staffing to handle the airflow. Now, that does not mean at any time there was any imminent danger or that airplanes were going to collide or that you know things were going to start falling out of the sky. It just meant that there were delays that were created because of the situation 
that was taking place. And really, this has been the first time that we've seen a significant disruption to the air traffic control network based on the staffing levels or the government shutdown. And I can tell you, as we, if we see this continue, and I think that we will the longer that this goes, it, it could really start to put an anchor, a little bit of a drag on the nation's economy because the airline industry and its 26,000 flights a day are an integral part to the daily economy when you're talking about the mm-hmm, movement of mm-hmm, 2.4 million people, all the cargo, all the mail. And today we've had, I don't know, 13 or 14,000 flights that have been delayed because of many of this, because of what's been going on. And when you talk about only 26,000 flights a day, and you're talking about half of those have been delayed, yeah, it's a pretty good indication that that the situation is uh, becoming more and more of a concern. Jay, has this been building over the last couple of weeks? Did you kind of sense this may be coming? Uh, It was something that we thought could certainly uh, rear its ugly head, yes. Uh, because, again, it wasn't something that happened immediately. But, you know, when you have now, as of today, air traffic controllers missing their second paycheck, a lot of them are at a point where they can take accrued sick time without any problem at all. They've earned it. They could do it. And they basically go find a job, work somewhere else, so that they can have some money coming in right then. And, look, I can't blame them. If, if I'm the sole breadwinner of my family, I've not been paid in, you know, a month, and I've got to have money to – or whatever, you know, put food on the table or what have you, I'm going to do what I have to do. And I think that this has elevated the discussion to such a point that it's one thing if you're talking about, okay, longer lines at the airport. Well, when you start seeing airlines that have delayed flights considerably so, uh, we had the delays going in and out of LaGuardia because of this of 90 minutes, an hour and 50 minutes, two hours. I mean, it was something that throughout the course of the day was creating problems. That's what's going to escalate this entire discussion, because now we're talking about money and economy and things Mm -hmm, that could mm -hmm. affect the nation's economy. And that's when people on both sides of the aisle should get to the point where they're a little bit more flexible as far as compromising, recognizing it's only going to get worse, and it could get worse quickly. And didn't the head of some of the airlines, I think it was uh, JetBlue yesterday and American Airlines, come out and said, we're getting close to the tipping point here. Something better happen fairly soon. Exactly. In fact, Delta, the CEO uh, last week, said it's costing us $25 million in lost revenue. We're seeing less corporate travel. We're seeing, obviously, less government travel as a result, and it's affecting our bottom line. And, of course, people say, okay, airlines are making billions of dollars of profits, whatever it might happen to be. You know, you know sorry for your loss, but there wasn't a great deal of sympathy. But when you see people that are being affected, the road warriors, people on vacation, people trying to get to cruises or whatever it might happen to be, they're now being impacted by this. Uh, slowdown, if you will, and it's not intentional. It's not a bunch of controllers saying we're going to pick this day and call off. It's just a matter of it continues to accumulate. We saw earlier this week where the TSA call-in was about 10% for their frontline agents of the 44,000 they have. A normal call-in is about 3% of the employees calling in sick. So to see it tripled makes it clear that, yes, that's becoming an issue, and we're seeing the exact same situation on the side of the air traffic controllers. Jay, let me ask you this. I've never talked to you about this. Could this lead eventually to a discussion of privatizing air traffic control? I mean, is that a possibility in this country? What are you, You're an expert on this stuff. What are your thoughts on this? You know, anything could be on the table for discussion, and, and it, I don't think it would necessarily be a bad thing. I mean, one of the things that really just frustrates the heck out of me is the fact that we are using uh, World War II-era ground-based radar to track airplanes across the sky. We can find a drug dealer on the corner of 5th and Main using his phone and a satellite, yeah. 
But look, if it's a $223 million aircraft, we're using radar. When the Malaysian flight basically disappeared off the face of the earth because we were trying to trace it with you know, radar that can only work in certain parts of the world, people were amazed that we could lose a commercial airliner. Well, we're moving towards satellites, and perhaps if this had been in the private sector years ago, decades ago, we would be much closer than we are right now. But we're probably still another five, six, seven years plus. We're way over budget on moving in that direction. So it's a lot like I'd like to see. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Screening at the airports privatized as opposed to the TSA. I've never been a fan of the TSA. I was very disappointed when President Bush set forward and created it. It was obvious to me that it was, okay, we need to manage the perception of security here, therefore we're going to create this uh, agency mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, another government uh, you know, agency. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, the attacks of 9-11 was not a result of the breakdown of security at airports because people were allowed to get on board with the, those four-inch blades or less. And they, I, it was nothing to do with the breakdown in security. And, you know, t- to me, it's, I knew we were in trouble with the TSA, I think, two years after they had their uh, inauguration that they mm-hmm. held a, a party where they gave away Lifetime Achievement Awards. And I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> they spent $300,000 for that. We're in trouble. Yeah. Final question real quick, Jay. Um, the people who are traveling over the next several days, several weeks, what advice do, could you offer them? Well, A, get to, get, get to the airport early. I mean, we can't see this type of thing coming like we can see a winter storm or something. And if your flight's affected, the only options you're going to have from that airline, they're not going to put you on another carrier. They're going to put you on their next available flight. Be flexible, take what you can get, go as far as you can, as fast as you can, and sometimes it may mean considering an alternate airport that's close to your destination that you can drive to at your expense versus waiting until you can get a flight into the city that you're headed to that might be a day or so later before you can finally get there. On our Newsmaker line, iHeartMedia's uh, aviation expert Jay Ratliff. He works out of uh, WLW there in Cincinnati and uh, giving us an update as to what happened at the airports today because of the partial government shutdown, but it appears the government may may be reopened within the next couple of days, so we shouldn't have any more problems. As I mentioned, we are on the road today broadcasting live from the uh, 2019 Morris Murdoch Travel Expo. We're down here at the Mountain America Expo Center. We'll be here until 7 o'clock tonight. The event is open until 8 o'clock tonight and then tomorrow from 10 to 5. And if you're looking for a place to go, well, they've got vendors who can take you about any place in the world. Now, one of the great, and I did this a couple of years ago, and if you've never done this, I would encourage you to do this, and that is a D-Day tour. Go to the beaches of Omaha 
and Utah and see those those beaches and you get such a sense of history about that. And joining me right now is um, Jerry Borrowman. Jerry is an author and a tour guide and he's got a tour headed to D-Day here in a few months. Jerry, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. It is such, I remember going there, Jerry, and you get such a sense of history and you wonder what happened on that day when Allied forces invaded Europe. I've uh, read probably 100,000 pages really, just really. to try to understand <laughs> that. I've written 17 books. Nine of them deal specifically with World War I and World War II. So I have immersed myself in the history of the time. With that said, the first time you step on those beaches is a life-changing moment. As you can imagine, the Germans in the low hills behind firing down on those uh, frightened mm -hmm. soldiers yeah, who yeah. had left at 2 or 3 yeah. in the morning to land at the break of dawn. The front of the landing craft drops into the water. They jump out with a 60-pound pack on their back, a rifle, and they're under fire immediately. What a terrifying experience that must have been. Now, you'll be doing a tour. Where do you take people on the tour? What do you show them, Jerry? So this tour runs from May 10th through the 20th. It'll be the 75th anniversary of D-Day on June 6th of 2019. We're going to start in London, where we'll spend a full day touring the Imperial War Museum, probably the finest museum in the world devoted to these conflicts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We'll go to the Cabinet War Rooms, which are right next to 10 Downing Street. Yep, I've been there. It's amazing. They, they were secret yeah. during World War II, but that's where Winston Churchill prosecuted the war. We'll then go down to Southampton, where we'll take a ferry across the channel, following in the exact place that the Allies went as they crossed the channel on June 6th. We'll land in Cherbourg, spend two days at the Normandy beaches, visit the Cannes War Museum in France, which is, again, oh, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So if, you, if yeah, you've been there, been there, you know exactly what that's like. We'll continue on to Rouen, France, Paris, and then we go to Bastogne, where the Battle of the Bulge was fought, the last major offensive by the Germans in World War II in what turned out to be the coldest winter on record, 1945. We'll, we'll finish with a tour to Cologne, Germany, on the Rhine River, and end up in Berlin. So we will literally follow the tracks of the Allies as they liberated Europe. Yeah, I think that a guy by the name of Patton had something to do with the Battle of the Bulge, didn't he? Patton is the one who came uh, in pretty fast <laughs> to save the, the troops who had been surrounded he, there. He sure did. Jerry, a fascinating tour. Um, you must enjoy doing this. I mean, this must be fascinating. Even I imagine you've done it several times. Like you've said, you've read books. But it's still fascinating to people. It's, uh, well, it's, it's the largest single event in human history. If you look at the number of people involved in World War II, 70 million people lost their lives as a result of World War II. Uh, 50 million of those were civilians. Wow. So there's nothing in history to equal it in its scope. And it was a war of good versus evil. It was one in which it was very clear that it was the forces of tyranny being opposed by the forces of liberation and democracy. So I think that's why people find it so inspiring. Yeah, it's amazing. Jerry, good luck with the tour, and thanks for sharing some thoughts with us today. Oh, it's just a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much. All right, that's Jerry Borgelman. He is a uh, well-known author, also a tour guide, and he's got a great tour coming up to the beaches of uh, Normandy and D-Day as we mark the 75th anniversary of that unbelievable day and the events that followed. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show. Here's Abby now with the news update. Thanks, Rod. A deal read. America's arch support experts in Farmington, Riverton, and Sandy. Call 1-800-NEW-FEET or visit goodfeednw.com.
All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know, don't forget, coming up at 5 o'clock, it is Think Rod, it's Friday. The president announced an agreement today to end the partial government shutdown. But what, he, what did he get in this deal? Well, we'll get your reaction to uh, this agreement that was announced earlier today. That's coming up in the uh, 5 o'clock hour. Right now, let's get you caught up on all the entertainment news of the day with a Hollywood update. Major Hollywood news. All right, let's check in with AJ, our entertainment guy from 97.1ZHC. Let's find out what's going on. How are you, man? Fantastic. All right, to start with new movies for the weekend. You've got The Kid Who Would Be King. Yeah, the, the uh, King Arthur thingy. Yes. Yeah. This all yeah. revolves around the mythical sword Excalibur, ah. which is a time-honored story, man. I think it's uh, an interesting little yeah. spin on it. Yeah. I give him credit for trying to redo this, and yeah. it looks to be a pretty cool family flick, too. Good, so, good. Serenity is also in theaters. That one, of course, starring Matthew McConaughey and uh, Hathaway and Diane Lane. I about- heard yeah. that is awful. Really? Uh, some review okay. somewhere said the worst movie of the year so far. Well. That's what I've heard. Okay. I'm just sharing I guess, information. I guess Holmes, the Will Ferrell and what's his name movie from last year would have been last year. Because that would have probably won yeah. the award for yeah. worst movie. It, it's been nominated for a Razzie or two or three. Oh, so. yeah. I would imagine so. Razzie, of course, being the anti-Oscar. Uh, uh, so there, there you go. New movies in theaters. And now new on the TV, you've got Amazon Prime. Finally getting into the comedy business. You know, Netflix does these comedy shows. Yeah. yeah. And they've had, you know, Ellen DeGeneres uh-huh. and the like. Yeah. Jim Gaffigan has been tapped for their first ever. Oh, that's great. I, I love Jim Jeff, Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. He's a funny guy. So that's going to be, It's. I, I think it's going to be taped in Minneapolis on the 9th and will be available shortly thereafter. Oh, so okay. okay. I like Jim Gaffigan Yeah, as well. I do too. Yeah. Very cool story yep. there. Yep. Uh, moving on, we've got Shania Twain. Speaking of movies, did you know Shania Twain? is an actress in an upcoming movie with John Travolta. Really? And yeah, it's called Trading Paint and it will be in theaters February 22nd. She is I've heard nothing about this. I know. I, I I'm kind of with you like it doesn't wow. really I, I don't Where'd that come from? I know. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. kind of bizarre. Yeah. Uh, ben Stiller apparently uh, talking to Governor Andrew Cuomo at a high profile press conference where the term Ben Stiller candidate came up, and Uh-oh. he didn't say no. Uh-oh. So is Ben Stiller getting into uh, politics? The answer still remains to be uh, unseen, uh, but, you know. but uh, Well, heck, that. everybody is getting into politics. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't announced as of well, yet. I, this is. let me take this opportunity to announce. <laughs> I'm running for prime minister of Canada. There we go. Time. There we go. Uh, Anne Hathaway, by the way, confirming that Princess Diaries 3... I said three. This is a movie that, that like, 1999, I I think, was the first one. And Julie Andrews was in this as well. What are we going to do in three? Exactly. But, you know, I mean, this is one of those cult followings that that just, I mean, that movie has generated a lot of uh, pub over the years. It basically launched Anne Hathaway's career, for crying out loud. And I thought the first one was cute. Oh, yeah. Well, Julie Andrews, you put her in anything. I'm totally one classy lady. I love I love Julie Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And then you've got uh, you've got this new Imagine Dragons music video for Bad Liar. His brand new song, the the group's new song, which is extremely emotional and all about him being, of course, a bad husband. Wow. Now that they're back together, it's a little tongue in cheek. But the, the, the music video is on our homepage and it's emotional. All right, man. Hey, have a great weekend. Thanks. You too. Talk to you on Monday. Yep.
Thank Rod, it's Friday coming up Can next. Can you afford a loss? iHeartRadio Info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's coffee to 200-200. KNRS News, sponsored by Networth Advisory Group. I'm Abby Bonnell. It's 5.03. Officers responding to the suspicious death of a four-month-old baby boy at a Midvale motel this afternoon. Police went to the Motel 6 on an unrelated matter. They attempted life-saving measures that failed. Two other children and the baby's parents were inside that room. Police are questioning the parents. Utah's congressional delegation reacting to the president's announcement of a temporary reopening of the government. Representative Ben McAdams says it's what's needed to happen so bipartisan discussions can bring all sides together. Congressman Rob Bishop says he's pleased workers will be paid, but there's no celebration until there's a lasting solution that includes a secure border. And Representative Chris Stewart says it's time to end the political theatrics. The parents are murdered. University of Utah track star Laura McCluskey say campus police did not do enough to help prevent their daughter's death. The student-athlete was shot and killed by Melvin Rowland, whom she dated briefly, Jill and Matthew McCluskey, spoke on Good Morning America. Jill McCluskey says her daughter told her she didn't feel police were listening to her. And then I remember telling her, it's their job to listen to you, you know, if you're complaining. About, but they weren't about, listening. No, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't taking her seriously. The McCluskeys say they're not necessarily angry at the university, just overwhelmed with sadness about their daughter's death. And male cheerleaders will be on the sidelines of the Super Bowl for the first time in history. The Los Angeles Rams breaking ground when they hired the first male cheerleaders in the NFL at the beginning of the season. KNRS News, you'll find it at the top and bottom of the hour anytime at KNRS.com. All right, male cheerleaders, huh? Hey, why not? Hey, why not? All right, Abby, I got it. Do you like ice cream? <laughs> Do I like yeah, it? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Who doesn't like ice cream, right? We I all agree. scream for ice cream. I agree. What's the weirdest ice cream flavor you've ever had? I don't think there's a weird one, is there? Yeah, yeah. I had one once when I was in Seattle at a dinner one night, business dinner. Uh, a friend of mine, and they had on the menu bacon ice cream. So we said, why not? Let's try it, right? Yes. And it was kind of flavored like bacon and had bits of bacon in the ice cream. Well, now you see it on donuts, don't you? If you go into a bakery, you see it sprinkled on them yeah, and Smiths yeah, and what yeah, have you. Yeah. So it wasn't, it honestly, it wasn't bad. I ask you that because would you try this? Mm. Sauerkraut flavored ice cream. Absolutely not. You don't like sauerkraut? No. Oh, I love sauerkraut. Mm-mm. Red cabbage, sauerkraut, spatula. Oh, all good German food. Yeah, apparently. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. See this uh, ice cream shop in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. They've been uh, they've been selling it now since uh, earlier this year, and uh, it's become quite a hit. Hmm. Sauerkraut ice cream, S- sliced hot dog with that too. Oh, geez, please no. Well, how, about hot, how about hot dog flavored ice cream? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I don't like hot dogs at the best of time. I love it. I had two hot dogs last night. Did I'm you? sorry. I like hot dogs. No, I, I just don't know what's in it, yeah, and that's enough for yeah. me. Just, just boil them a little bit and then fry them. There's nothing like a good hot dog. There's chopped eyeballs in there. No, there, there is not chopped yes. eyeballs in hot dogs. Yes, my brother yeah. Adrian told me that, and I believed him when I was a kid. There's eyeballs in there. Do, do you believe everything everybody tells you? I believe that one, you and believe it's that? stuck with me. Abby, he's your brother. Do you think he could have been pulling your leg? I don't know. You don't know. Uh, right. it's, pu- it's put me off for life. All right. Sauerkraut-flavored ice cream. Slice up the hot dog. I- I'd be willing to give it a shot. I could do I'm the bacon. I'm adventuresome. I'll do the would bacon. Would you try the bacon one? I would do the bacon. I'm not doing the sauerkraut. All that right. sounds a bit bland. All right, big chicken. <laughs> All right, Abby, thank you. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Rod Arquette Show here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. Broadcasting live from the Mountain America Expo Center today at the 2019, the 23rd annual Morris Murdoch Travel Show. Uh, it is the original and the largest travel show here in Utah. And again this year, they have over 100 vendors. Now, they'll be here tonight. They opened up at 2 o'clock this afternoon. They'll be here until 8 o'clock tonight. We'll be with you until 7 and then tomorrow from 10 to 5. And they invite you to come on down. They're celebrating their 60th anniversary. And while you're here... Uh, you can enter to win free trips to Hawaii, Mexico, and a seven-day Royal Caribbean cruise for two. So why don't you come on by and check it out this weekend. It is the Morris Murdoch Travel Expo down here in the Mountain America Expo Center. All right, it is Friday. Thank Rod, it's Friday. This is an opportunity where we open up the phones to you at 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, a chance for you to come on by and uh, or to give us a call and talk about whatever is on your mind. And, boy, we have had... A lot of interesting issues this week. You know, we talked about a hate crimes legislation. We talked about a new bill which uh, would not allow you to change the gender on your birth certificate. Uh, We've talked about other things. Probably the biggest story today is, in fact, the fact that the president (coughs) announced early this afternoon a deal to end the partial government shutdown. Now, part of this deal is that uh, they would reopen the government and he would give Congress up until February 15th to come up with a brand new border security plan. I imagine that plan had better include some money in it for the border wall or the president may not sign it. Now, I mean, I want you to think about this a little bit. Donald Trump challenged Nancy Pelosi for wall funding. At this point, he's got nothing, okay? Donald Trump fought her on the State of the Union address. Guess what happened? He got nothing right now. He teased a national emergency. He mentioned that again today. And so far, nothing has happened. So who is winning in this fight right now? Donald Trump or Nancy Pelosi? Now, I'm a supporter of the president, all right? I support the president. But let me tell you what. Uh, The jury is still out on this one now for me, okay? He's got a deal. He heard what was happening. Uh, You know, if you didn't hear the story today... Flights into Newark, LaGuardia, Philadelphia, other airports around the country were delayed. They didn't have enough air traffic controllers. You stop flying in this country and you are really impacting the nation's economy. As a matter of fact, the head of the big airlines, Delta Southwest, warned a couple of days ago that they're about to reach the tipping point as far as this partial government shutdown is. So, you know, the president, I think, had to look at some of the economic impact this was starting to have. We're into day 35 already and said, we've got to do something. This has been in the works now for a while.
But I want to hear from you tonight. 888 uh, 888-5708010, 888-5708010, on your cell phone, dial pound 250, and say, hey, Rod, here's my take on this. I, 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 you know, right now, I think Nancy Pelosi has won a couple of rounds here. But the question is going to be, the jury is still out as to eventually what happens. Now, what if we get to the 15th and there's still no agreement? Now, I mentioned to uh, Chris Stewart, Congressman Stewart, a while ago, is if there is a deal, the sense that I'm hearing is it's probably going to come from the Senate. Probably Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer are working on a deal for border security. And if they put that on the floor of the Senate, let's say they come up with a deal in a couple of, you know, before the, the 15th of November. If they come up with that deal and the president gets 60 votes that he needs to pass it, now that would mean seven Democrats would go along with him. He may get a few more. If he gets that many, does that then put pressure on Nancy Pelosi in the House to pass something? And if, in fact, that agreement includes money for a border wall, that the president has insisted, will that be enough pressure on Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats to go along with this? Remember, she said he ain't getting a buck. All right. He's, she's already said that he's not getting a penny from me. So what happens here? We've got three weeks to figure this out. And the president again said right after he announced the agreement today, matter of fact, it was the second line. He said, I'm not using the power in which I have yet but I'm not afraid to do so. And he, of course, is talking, declaring a national emergency. So I want to get your thoughts on this tonight. 888-5708010. 888-5708010. On your cell phone, dial pound 250. Has Donald Trump caved on this, or is the jury still out? And we'll wait and see until the 15th of February. 888-5708010. I know I've got a, we, you know, I'm a Trump supporter. I know there are a lot of Trump supporters out in the audience. How do you feel right now? Do you feel, huh? come on, Mr. President, get us that money for the wall, or are you willing to see what happens in three weeks? 888-5708010 on your cell phone, dial pound 250, and say, hey, run. Now, as I mentioned, we are broadcasting live today from the Morris Murdoch Travel Expo, and we've been interviewing all kinds of, uh, of tour guides and travel experts about all kinds of trips. But joining us right now is John Godfrey, and John was with African Travel. They've had a wonderful trip coming up to Kenya and Tanzania. John, how are you? Welcome I'm to the show. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Boy, and Kenya, this, Tanzania, tell us an, about this It's trip. an amazing trip. They're going to see the highlights of Tanzania, including the Ngorogoro Crater, which is the world's largest volcano. It sits on the rim. Is at about 7,500 feet? You're going to descend about 2,500 feet into the cauldron wow. where you'll do a game drive. And the, the base of the cauldron is over 117 square miles. Um, another highlight of this trip would be Amboseli National Park in Kenya, where you're going to be at the base of Mount Kilimanjaro oh, that oh. has some of the highest population of elephants on the planet. Um, you'll go through the lakes districts of Kenya as well, and the trip will finish off in the Maasai Mara region of Kenya, uh, which will be spectacular. My, my dentist, believe it or not, mm -hmm. climbed Kilimanjaro. Right on. And I said, you're nuts. It's, and he said, it was unbelievable. I'm sure it was. On my bucket list, yeah, for sure. On your bucket list, Definitely. for sure. Um, how about the attraction of Africa? Is it becoming more and more popular absolutely. At a, at a, as a tourist attraction? Yes, job? absolutely. We're seeing a huge uptick in travel to Africa. All we do is Africa. It's been what we've done over 40 years. Um, and uh, so we're absolutely seeing an uptick um, from 
not only East Africa with Tanzania, um, but we're seeing these epic experiences such as, such as Victoria Falls, uh, the Okavanga Delta in Botswana, um, the Kruger National Park, which is a national park in, in, in South Africa mm -hmm. that's the size of the state of New Jersey. Wow. Um, so, and everybody is going to see these animals. Yeah. Uh, it is incredible to yeah. see an elephant eye to eye in its habitat or to come around a corner and see leopards on a fresh kill. Um, it's just truly, or the great migration when you're looking at three million animals um, doing a thousand mile journey throughout the Serengeti and up into Kenya. Um, with three million animals, it's an incredible experience and you're middle of them all. I, I, my youngest son served his mission, his LDS mm. mission. Oh, right on. In Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, and my. he said, if you ever get a chance, you must go to Cape oh, Town. Oh, Cape Town is one of my favorite cities in the world. Um, you know, it's kind of a cross between San Francisco meets Africa. It's a very diverse city. The culinary experience is yeah, over the top. Yeah. Um, they've got Table Mountain. It's one of the seven botanical wonders of the world. Um, the flora and fauna there is just incredible. John sounds exciting. It's what a amazing. job you've got, John. I've got a great yeah, job. You must love I'm this. living the dream. We're living man. the dream. Living the All dream. Right. John, great Thank to have you, you on the so show. Much. Thank you. Appreciate John it. John Godfrey with us as part of the uh, many, many vendors and tour a tour excursions that you can find out about and he talked about the uh, Kenya Tanzania African Safari be led by uh, Brad Wilcox John will be there as well and what a trip that will be all right more coming up on the Radar Catch show and your calls at 888-570-8010 888-570-8010 on your cell phone dial pound 250 what do you think of the president's agreement to end the partial government shutdown today your thoughts and comments coming up right now let's get a news update here's Abby a deal with over your music your stations your podcasts anytime anywhere I heard radio thank God it's Friday. it's Friday thank God it's Friday all right that bumper music will get us started on our thank God it's Friday here we go folks phone lines are open to you 888-5708010 Five seven zero eight zero one zero on your cell phone dial pound two fifty and say hey Rod it is the Rod Arquette show on Utah's Talk Radio one zero five nine KNRS listen and you'll know this is a chance for you to weigh in on whatever issue you want to talk about this afternoon I imagine most of you want to talk about the deal the president hammered out with lawmakers today to reopen the government and give it three weeks to see if they can come up with a deal on border security. Did the president cave? Should we take a wait-and-see attitude? What do you think? Let's go to the phones and find out about what you're thinking about tonight. We begin in uh, American Fork with Kimberly. Kimberly, how are you, and welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. First off, I just wanted to say Kilimanjaro, you mentioned. My brother right now is finishing up hiking to the top of Kilimanjaro. Wow. What an amazing experience. Wow. Yeah, yeah my dentist did it. My dentist did it. He said it was amazing. That's what I hear. That's yeah. what I'm getting texts back saying. So good, good. Awesome opportunity. Secondly, I just Trump is the the one politician that I've seen follow through. I'm so tired of hearing all this propaganda from politicians and not seeing it happen. Them getting us trusting them, voting them into office, and then not seeing things happen. Trump is actually following through, and. Trump versus Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi is 100% selfish, doing it for selfish reasons. Trump may have a political agenda, which he does. However, he is doing it for the people down in the border. He's doing it because he loves this country. And I truly believe that. 
So uh, do you, are, are you in agreement with the president today on what he did? Reopen the government for three weeks and let Congress come up with a plan for border security? Are you supportive of what he announced today, Kimberly? If, if they can agree on something that's going to be beneficial to the country, listen, I, I am here. My, I have several friends that have, that are, um, and I hate to say this, <laughs> have several friends that are illegal. And I don't support coming into this country illegally. I support abiding by the law. Um, but, and, and, but I want, I have compassion for people coming in from other countries because I know that they're, they're coming in from terrible circumstances. And I know that in America they have a chance to uh-huh. come in and make something of themselves. And I 100% support that. But I just want them to do it legally and do it, you know, become a law-abiding citizen. Um, I I don't know too much about what's happening today. I haven't looked in the news, but I do support if Congress can come up with a plan that's going to help the border security and and protect us from you know the crime that's happening in the drug. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It, it hits close to home. This is a... Yeah, yeah. You know. Okay. All right, Kimberly. Thank you. Appreciate that. Let's go to uh, Matt in thank Lehigh you. tonight, and let's see what Matt has to say on all of this. Matt, go ahead. Welcome to Think Rod. It's Friday. Hello, Matt. Matt going once, Matt going twice. Uh, all right, let's go to Scott in Salt Lake City. Scott, how are you, and welcome to the show. How are you doing, Rod? I'm doing well. Scott, welcome to Thank Rod. It's Friday. What do you say? Well, I think the president is well on his way to accomplishing his goal. Um, he needs to show that uh, Nancy Pelosi and her friends are willing to throw everything under the bus demonstrate that they are the unreasonable people and uh, so this uh, short-term three-week reopening of the government is the way to go and um, when it you know it's it's predictable that uh, Nancy Pelosi and her friends are going to call this a win and say that uh, you know and, and, and demonstrate you know, yeah. they're willing to throw the entire nation under the bus just to uh, frustrate anything that this president wants to do. Do you think, Scott, the president, Scott, do you think the president is going to get money to build the wall in three weeks? No. I don't think Nancy Pelosi is willing to give him the cent. I think the way he'll get his wall is when he declares a national emergency and militarizes the border. Man, that may be the only uh, way to do it. Yep. I think that's the way, I think that's how it'll happen. All right, Scott, thank you. Appreciate your call. Let's get in one more before the break. Let's go to Brad in Kearns tonight here on the Rod Arquette Show. Brad, how are you, and welcome to the show. Hey, fantastic. Thank you, sir. Um, is the media have no faith in our, gov- in our government employees that they can at least save up enough money to cover one missed check? Or are our government employees really not smart enough to do that? No, I don't. <laughs> which, which is it? Yeah, good question. I, I don't know the answer to that one. Brad, what do you say? I think they I think they can listen to your show and follow Dave Ramsey. They'd have it all under control. Yeah, they sure would. All right, Brad, thank you. Uh, appreciate your phone call as well. I saw a figure the other day that 79% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck in this country today. 
Maybe they should listen to Dave Ramsey. All right, more of your calls and comments coming up. It is Thank Rod. It's Friday. If you'd like to weigh in on whatever issue you'd like to talk about, maybe the president's deal today, do you honestly believe we are going to see a wall built before Donald Trump leaves office? either in 2020 if he's defeated or when he's done with his second term in 2024. 888-5708010, 888-5708010, or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod. More of your calls and comments coming up. This is 823-5544. That's 800-823-5544. 800-823-5544. It's Friday. Thank Rod, it's Friday. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show. We're on the road today broadcasting live from the 2019 Morris Murdoch Travel Expo down here at the Mountain America Expo Center in Sandy. We invite you to come on by. They'll be here until uh, 8 o'clock tonight, 10 to 5 tomorrow. And if you're looking for a great vacation getaway, doing some traveling anywhere in the world, well, they can help you out right here at the Morris Murdoch Travel Expo, and we'll be finding out more about it in just a minute. Welcome back to the show. It is Thank Rod. It's Friday, and once you're getting your reaction tonight to uh, the announcement made today by the president that they have reached an agreement to reopen the government. The Senate has already passed a resolution. The uh, House will most likely take it up on Tuesday when they come back from their uh, three-day weekend. The president will sign it, and the government will be reopened at least until February 15th. That's the deadline he's given them to come up with a border security deal. So the question is, did the president cave today? Has Nancy Pelosi won a few rounds? What do you say? Let's go to the phones. We begin in Mona with Michael. Michael, how are you? And welcome to the show. Hello. Yeah, go ahead, Michael. Okay. I, I, I realized that Trump had to uh, go with the three-week uh, open and then uh, try, try again between now and February, mm-hmm. because of the uh, problems with with uh, the TSA uh, not having enough people uh, who are willing to come to work uh, to be able to keep the air uh, airlines in in the air, um, and and uh, it's been really kind of bad. Uh, but I I think uh, he didn't really cave because he's still going to do something in February if they don't. Do you think he'll de- do you th- Michael, do you think he'll declare a national emergency and would you be supportive of that? Yes, I would. Okay. And uh, and if the if the Repo- Democrats are not willing to uh, compromise, which is what they need to do, uh, I I think he should. All right, Michael, thank you. Appreciate your phone call on that. We've got a lot of calls. Let's go right to uh, Taylorsville and talk with uh, Nathaniel here on Thank Rod. It's Friday. Nathaniel, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm doing good, Rod. How about yourself? Great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's good that he's offering a little bit of relief to the people who's, you know, they didn't have a hand in it, you know, as far as the federal, you know, shutting down things. But I like the way he's sticking to his guns. We got this guy into office because he wasn't going to cave to all the political mumbo-jumbo that goes to the people that are there, you know, filling their back pockets with my hard-earned tax money, you know. So if he declares a national emergency, I say go for it. It is a national emergency. You know, me and my wife, we did it, or we did the right way bringing her over. Um, it doesn't cost near as much as it does to run across the border or however much it's costing them nowadays. But it's just a question of time and doing it the legal way, which is the way it should be all along. 
You know, I mean, this it's just crazy. Everybody who everybody in Congress and the House, if they were supportive of the they were supportive of the wall before, and now they're not supportive of it just because of Trump or whoever. Yeah, yeah. I say get rid of them. You know, next time vote them out of office. They're a liar now. They're going to go be lying straightforward going ahead. Get them out of office. We don't need liars in there. We need people who are going to do what they say they're going to do for a change. Yep. Get the job done. You're exactly right. Yep. You're exactly right, Nathaniel. Thank you. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show. Let's go back to the phones. Let's get a uh, call in from uh, Dana in Taylorsville tonight. Uh, okay, I, I understand he's gone. So, all right, more of your calls coming up. Um, by the way, I was mistaken. I, I didn't think it would be until uh, next week before the president would be able to sign anything, opening up the government. But I'm getting reports now that Congress, both the House and the Senate, have passed the measure to reopen the government, and they sent it to the president for his signature, which I imagine he will do tonight. So we may have the federal government reopened by as early as tomorrow, if that's possible. All right, more of your calls and comments coming up. 888-570-8010, On your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod. Now, as I mentioned, we're broadcasting live today from the 2019 Morris Murdoch Travel Expo. 20, what, Brent, three years? years? 23 of, years of doing this. Yes. The original and the longest running. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Brett Jensen is joining us now to talk about the uh, the expo. What new have you brought into the expo this year, That's Brent? A great question, Rod. We Actually, it's the very largest expo we've ever had. Really? Uh, more really? than we've ever had. Uh, we have a lot more of the uh, uh, cruise vendors that have come out with us this year, uh, a lot more of the tour vendors as well. Um, Actually, more of our advisors are here this year than we've ever had as well. We have almost 40 advisors uh, here that can help you plan a vacation. Yeah, and what role do advisors play? What do they do that, exactly, Brent? Did you know there's 206 countries in the world? Yeah, I knew that. I've heard that figure And uh, we've been to about 170 of those countries. Wow. So if you're looking at advice and experience, you know, we, we sell that we don't sell vacations. We sell experiences. Uh -huh. So if you want to come down and plan a great experience, not only will you save time, but you're also going to save money, which everyone wants to do. Everyone wants, wants great value, and that's what you're going to find at the travel show. You know, we've been fortunate again this year to work with you wonderful folks. Absolutely. We're, we're taking the tour. A sold-out tour. A sold-out tour in early June. We're calling it the Treasures of Italy. But you mm -hmm. have another other trip to Italy as well, right? We do. You know, we did this year with the LDS uh, Church, excuse me, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, doing that. You know, the open house in, in Rome this year. It's just been a great experience for everybody wanting to go to Rome. And, of course, they want to see the other sites as well, you know, Florence and us. So uh, we were sending more people to, to Italy this year than we've ever done. Really, really. Well, Absolutely. I'm going there because I've got to get back on my gelato diet. <laughs> you know, two, two gelatos that a day. That is my kryptonite. Yeah, yeah, I love gelato. Yeah, it, it's wonderful. The travel business doing pretty well right it's, now. It's I doing understand. fantastic. You know, Rob, the last six or seven years have been some of the best years we have ever had in the travel business. So people are traveling. People want to go out and see those experiences. People people want to travel. It's just one of those great things to do, experience the world. Yeah. Do you have people who prefer cruises over land tours? Well, how, how does it break out generally? Absolutely. Um, a lot of people love cruising. I'm I I'm an avid cruiser. I've been on more cruises than I'd, I'd like to admit. <laughs> but I also love land tours as well because there's a lot of uh, places you can't see on a cruise. If you really want to get into some of the, the, the back parts of countries, you know, not everything is on a river or, or by the ocean. So yeah. if you really want to do a land-based tour, uh, Spain is a good example. If you really want to see Spain, you know, uh, a land tour is probably the way to see that. Yeah, and that's how we'll be doing this year in Italy. We'll be yeah. doing a land tour, and it's you going to be fantastic. Will. Fantastic. Now, if people come by, they need to make sure they sign up because you're doing some trip giveaways, right? We, we don't want to forget that. We are. $30,000 of giveaways we're doing this year. We've got trips to, to uh, 
uh, free cruises. We've got a free trip to Hawaii, a free trip to Mexico, wow. you know, hotel stays, uh, gift cards, things of that nature. And when we opened up this morning, Rod, we had about 300 people just waiting, banging on the doors, waiting to get in. Get so, in. so this has been been one of our best shows ever. So you really want to get down to Morris Murdoch and to the to the travel show this weekend. All right, open until eight, and eight then tonight, ten, ten to five. Ten tomorrow. to five tomorrow. Yep. All right, Brent, you guys do a great job. Great. Thanks so you. much. Appreciate it. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show. Let's get a news update for you right now. Here's Abby. Thanks for President Trump. 19 cents. Not all buyers may qualify for all rebates. See dealer for details. Plus tax title license and 299 dealer dock fee on approved credit. Offer ends 2 4 2019. Thank Rod. It's Friday. It's Friday. Thank Rod. It's Friday. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show here on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9. KNRS, listen and you'll know. Coming up at 6.05, the uh, big March for Life rally is taking place up at the Utah State Capitol tomorrow afternoon at uh, 1 o'clock. They've got a fantastic show uh, planned. They'll do the march around the State Capitol, the block in which the State Capitol is on. Then they've got some wonderful, wonderful speakers. Let me tell you what, with laws like one which was just approved in New York State, which is pathetic. I can't believe a human being would do something like this. Um, the fight against abortion is as important as ever. So if you want to get out and uh, um, show your support for the pro-life movement, join that rally tomorrow. It gets underway at 1 o'clock. And as I mentioned, they've got a great lineup of speakers. The keynote speaker will be a, a photographer whose name is Angela Forker. She does a wonderful job. She does a job called the Precious Baby Project. And uh, I'll be talking with Angela coming up at 6.05 right here on the Rod Arquette Show. All right, it is Thank Rod, It's Friday, a chance for you to weigh in on whatever issues you want to talk about tonight. Number one issue, of course, is the announcement to end the partial government shutdown today made by the president. He's giving lawmakers until the 15th to come up with a new border security plan. Do you think the president did the wise thing? 888 5708010 to the phones we go and let's go to uh, Peter in Salt Lake City. Peter, how are you and welcome to the show. Doing great, thanks. How are you? I'm great. What are your thoughts on this, Peter? Well, you know, I mean, what I want to say is I don't think we should have a shutdown on either side and as Republicans, we need to remember that when the Democrats do it, we're completely against it. It's ridiculous when they do it. It's ridiculous when we do it. The only people that suffer are the people on the payroll of the government. And I just, I, I agree we need a wall, but doing it this way, if, if the Dems do it, then we say we're not going to be held hostage by them doing something like that. Why do we change our opinion when the shoe is on the other foot? Yeah. We have to be citizens first, and we have to quit putting party over our personal values. You know what, Peter? That's, uh, that's very similar to what uh, Mike Lee said today after the announcement was made. Mike said, you know, this is a bigger issue than just building a wall. The real issue here is that Congress no longer works in this country. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
and how do we get Congress back to working for the American people? And I think that's what we need to talk about in this country. How do we get Congress doing what it needs to do? And for some reason, they simply refuse to do so, Peter. And I think that's a failing of Congress. And Congress needs to wake up and start getting the job done that we've asked them to do. It's that simple, isn't it, Peter? Oh, yeah, you know, and that's just it. We had our chance. We had both uh, both parties in the... In, we had our party in, in both positions. We could have done it. We need to hold our own party responsible for not getting this done when we needed to get it done. Why are we always blaming somebody else when we don't look at ourselves and say, why didn't we get this done when we could get this done? You are we have the opportunity. We lost it. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Peter. Thank you. Good phone call. Let's go to Provo and talk with Linda tonight here on uh, Thank Rod. It's Friday. Linda, how are you? Welcome to the show. Well, I am really good, but I'm also very excited with this thought. Uh-oh. How about if we had a happy birthday party for Mr. Trump a little bit early and have a build the wall party and everybody just donate a buck and send it to the White House and then he could say, well, I've got this much money. Let's get started. Yeah. Well, you know, somebody tried that with that <laughs> GoFundMe page, and I don't know what happened to that, to be real honest, uh, Linda. But, uh, you know, the American people, I agree with you, Linda. I mean, if you ask the American people, would you chip in and help the president get the wall done? I think they do in a minute. It's that important to them, and they want to show their support for the president. Now, I don't know if this, in fact, would be the way to go, but I think it's a, you know, the American people want this, Linda. There is no doubt about it. Let's go back to the phones. Let's talk with uh, Tracy in West Jordan tonight. Tracy, how are you? And welcome to the show. Peter, I'm good. Good. You know, Peter, Peter kind of uh, stole my thunder. Um, you know, I think... <laughs> First of all, yeah, President Trump proved today that he's willing to compromise, he's willing to work, he's willing to be a negotiator. Um, he proved that. We kind of knew that already. But um, more importantly, you know, back in November, we knew that we lost the House. And we had a month and a half to do something. And are we really surprised that Nancy comes in and doesn't want to do anything? I mean, we knew who she was before she came in. It wasn't a surprise, and it, and it frustrates me that... The, the, the Republicans that were there had a chance to do something for a month and a half, and they did nothing. And that, that's really frustrating to me. Well, to me, uh, um, uh, Tracy, and you may agree or disagree, this to me falls right on the shoulders of people like Paul Ryan, Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, you name it. These are the leaders. And it was you're, you're exactly right. We knew in early November that the Democrats were going to take over. So we still had six weeks to get things done. And do you think, do you even think that the Republicans even thought of doing something like this? They didn't. And they had two years to do something like this. And I heard someone ask Kevin McCarthy the other day this very question, right? And he basically said, well, we had other things we were trying to do, like the tax cut and this. Are you telling me that Congress can't do more than one thing at once? I mean, that's what's so frustrating to me, Tracy. They had control. They could have gotten something done, and they didn't do it. And I think it falls directly on the shoulder of party leaders like Paul Ryan, who's no longer there. You're 100% right. I can't agree with you more. All right. All right, Tracy. Thank you. Appreciate your phone call. All right. Let's get in one more call. Let's go to Mark in Salt Lake City. Mark, how are you? And welcome to the show. Hi, Rod. Thanks. I, I, I like what he said even more than what he did. It, uh, uh, he really clarified the issue. Yeah, he and did. It, it puts Congress on trial, um, uh, and he he highlighted the point that he's carrying out a constitutional mandate 
uh, Pelosi and Schumer right now are defying a constitutional mandate. And, uh, and he's called their bluff. Uh, they said, open the government, then we'll talk, uh, stop uh, keeping the workers hostage. Okay, so he's opened it now, so let's see what they'll do. And, uh, and the mud will be on their faces uh, if, if they won't fund the wall. And it's, it's not a, a two-sided issue. So once, you know, they, t- they took an oath to uphold the Constitution. And yeah. I must concede, though, that there's blame on the Republican side, too. There are, are corrupt Republicans who do not want border security either. Yeah. Their, Real quick, Mark, I've got to run. Real quick, uh, yes or no, Mark, do you think he'll get money to build the wall? I doubt it, but yeah. I think I, I'm optimistic of him going forward with this emergency yeah, thing, and, I, uh, that, that may be the only way he can do it, Mark. Thank you for your phone call. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show, the big March for Life rally tomorrow. They've got a wonderful keynote speaker. We'll talk with her live coming up as we continue with our live broadcast from the Morris Murdoch Travel Show here at the Mountain America Expo Center. They're open until 8 o'clock tonight. Come on by. Hour number three coming up. We're blasting. Now on Saturdays at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. News sponsored by Wasatch Heat Cable. I'm Abby Bonnelli, 603. Utah's congressional delegation reacting to President Trump's announcement of a temporary reopening of the government. Both the Senate and House approving the bill tonight, sending it to President Trump for his signature. Utah Congressman Chris Stewart appearing on Rod Show says he's hopeful a deal will be reached on border security. Don't believe the president caved on this. If he did, it will shock all of us because this is this one signature issue and I don't think he's going to roll over. I think that he really believes and, and has evidence that they do have some conversations in the Senate that are going to move forward on border funding. Representative Ben McAdams says it needed to happen so bipartisan discussions can bring all sides together. My hope would be if, uh, if three weeks isn't long enough that we uh, continue to extend it. We should never shut down the government because of a policy disagreement. Senator Mitt Romney says the president called Democrats bluff. Now it's their turn to come up with a deal to help secure the border. Police investigating the death tonight of a baby boy at a Motel 6 in Midvale near 7200 South and the exit of I-15. Officers were responding to another incident when they were called to the room. Unified Police Lieutenant Melody Gray. The officers responded over to that room where they found a four-month-old male who was unresponsive on the bed. Paramedics tried to revive the child but were unsuccessful. The parents were present in the room. Police say they are cooperating with that investigation. Kenneris News at the top and bottom of the hour. You'll find it anytime at kenneris.com. All right, Abigail, thank you very much. Of course, uh, Abby will be back with us at the uh, bottom of the hour to keep you up to date as to what's going on in your world as you head home on this Friday. Welcome back. Hour number three of the Rod Arquette Show here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know we are broadcasting live today from the Morris Murdoch 2019 23rd Annual, as a matter of fact, Travel Expo. It is the original and the largest, and this year, the biggest ever that Morris Murdoch has put together. So if you're interested in doing some traveling right now and talking with people, a lot of people saying, let me tell you what, the uh, the travel business is doing very, very well. And, uh, and let me tell you what, uh, if you want to find out a cruise or a vacation, 
to some exotic place in the world, well, they can take you there with Morris Murdoch Travel. So we invite you to come on by. All right, tomorrow is the uh, big March for Life rally up at the uh, Utah State Capitol. It gets underway at 1 o'clock tomorrow. They'll uh, march around the Capitol, and then they'll have a wonderful program tomorrow. And the guest speaker is a fascinating individual who I had a chance to talk with earlier on our Newsmaker line. Her name is Angela Forker. And uh, Angela is a photographer, and she's put together a fascinating project called the Precious Baby Project. As I mentioned, I spoke with Angela earlier on our Newsmaker line, and I asked her, first of all, how she came up, because Angela has only been a professional photographer about four years, so she's fairly new to this, right, Angela? No. Um, I've had stories written about my photography all over the world, and some people that didn't contact me said, you can see by her expertise that she's been doing this for many years. And <laughs> and I was embarrassed to say, oh, no, actually, just a few years. <laughs> um, but I, I started with the birth of my grandson a um, little over six years ago. And that was where I was just kind of dabbling in it. And I found out, wow, I really love this. <laughs> but then my husband and I were missionaries back mm -hmm. then, you know, mm -hmm. and I just thought missionaries aren't newborn photographers. Um, but then we came back to the United States, and we're located in Indiana. And um, and I just kind of had that thing inside of me that just said, I need to learn this fast and well. And so I did. And um, like I said, I've been in business for four years. And I started doing these crazy scenes. They were actually inspired by Adele Enerson, where you create your scene out of fabric. I call it painting my scene with fabric. And um, I've really gotten known for these. I called them Baby Imagine Art, and my motto is anything is possible. And then at the beginning of this year, I actually, sorry, at the beginning of last year, um, I was just kind of praying and just saying, God, I, I just want to make a difference. And then all of a sudden just this, this idea came to start the Precious Baby Project, that these scenes that I've been doing, these floor scenes, that they'd be perfect for babies with special needs. And um, it, it took off, like, just mm -hmm. only after a couple months after I started doing them. Our local news did a half-hour documentary on it, and then it was just, like, HuffPost, and then it was CBS News, and then BBC. Like, it just, it just keeps going. It's so crazy. So it's gone around the world many times. And I love that because I have this great message to show the world that these babies are beautiful. They may have special needs, but they're still beautiful. And the more this goes out into the world, the more people are seeing that these babies truly are beautiful. The, this uh, Precious Baby Project, and I've looked at some of the photography, it is absolutely amazing. What do you hope to say to people as you set up these pictures and these, uh, these, uh, these photographs of these special needs children? What message are you trying to convey to people, Angela? I'm wanting them to see that every baby is precious. Not just one that maybe you would say, oh, this one's perfect. Okay, so this is, this is, we'll keep this one, you know. Just every baby is precious. Uh, something that I've seen is, like, babies with such complex medical issues, the parents bring them in. One family, they had to have a wagon for all of the baby's equipment. And that family just held him, and they looked at him with such love. And I just, I've been so overwhelmed by the love that these families have for their babies. And they will tell me, they'll look me in the eye and say, my baby is perfect. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so beautiful to see the love that they have. So I want the world to see that, okay, some babies maybe look a little different. Maybe they have great needs, and yet they, they are all valuable. They're all worthy of our love. Angela, of course, you're aware of the debate which continues in this country on the abortion issue. And you'll be speaking, of course, on Saturday at the March for Life event. Um, What do you think about what's going on with the world today? I I, I read this story today about what's going on in New York State, where they just passed a law, even allowing abortions into the trimester, maybe even after the baby is born. I mean, what has happened to us, Angela? What what has happened to us? I I don't know. I I think... The whole thing of, like, you know, people justifying abortion and and calling it, like, maybe a blob of tissue, if you're going to call it a blob, then you're not going to feel so bad about killing it. If if you refer to it as a baby, you are going to have such guilt of, you know, aborting a baby or even doing the procedure. And it's like, I think people are deceiving themselves into thinking, this isn't wrong, this is something that we're doing for the good of mankind, but really, we're, we're murdering innocent babies. And it's something that um, this whole thing with New York, this bill that passed, I, I woke up this morning and I was just crying and just praying, you know, and God opened our eyes to see the truth of this, that these are babies. And so I, I just pray that my photography can make a difference. That I, I actually have a picture that I did of my own. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And my grandson, when he was three days mm-hmm. old, and mm-hmm. I took a picture that it looked like he was in the womb, and I actually composited it with a picture of when she was pregnant with him. And so you see her silhouette pregnant, and then you see his silhouette, and he's actually in her stomach. Like, you'd have to see it to really understand. But it shows that this baby was actually three days old, and yet it looks like when he was inside of her. And and they're every bit of baby, whether they're inside of the mother or out of the mother. And that picture, to me, um, I actually just did a post on my page today about it. You know, because I feel so strongly about it that um, these babies are, they're, they're babies. Yeah. They're, they're not just fetuses, they're babies. And I hope that somehow my photography can just reach people and let them see they are babies. It, it is truly a life. Angela, as I mentioned, the, uh, you'll be the keynote speaker there at the March for Life rally. What will your message be to people as you talk to them uh, this weekend? My message is actually to make a difference. Um, <laughs> you know, here I am, I, I'm a newborn photographer, and, and I prayed just the craziest prayer, you know, God, can you take my photography and make a difference? It seemed like the craziest prayer. You know, I was like, okay, God, I have the gift of photography. Can you use this? It was kind of like he said, I can use that. <laughs> and, and I have been so blown away by how God has taken a gift of newborn photography and has taken it around the world. And so what I say is, if God can use me, and if he can use something like a gift of photography, I don't care what gift you have or even don't think you have, 
whatever you offer, if you give it to him and ask him to use you, he can use you. So my message is all about making a difference with what you have. All right, Angela, thank you. Angela Forker, she was on our Newsmaker line talking about the uh, Precious Baby Project that she has. And she'll be speaking. She is the keynote speaker tomorrow at the big March for Life rally that gets underway up at the uh, state capitol at 1 o'clock. And if you're concerned about the battle over abortion and you're pro-life, this is a rally to attend. And I invite you to do so. That's tomorrow starting at 1 o'clock. Of course, we are broadcasting live from the 2019, 23rd annual Morris Murdoch Travel Expo. They have over 100 vendors here to just give you some idea and they you can do just about anything including river cruises which are very very popular now joining us is uh, brent oscarson he is with oma waterways brent how are you and welcome to the show thank you very much i appreciate uh, brandon i'm sorry that, it's brandon i'm uh, sorry that's i've been called worse it's okay river cruises they have just grown in popularity haven't they brandon unbelievably popular right now one of the hottest things happening in the travel industry right now why it is the most amazing way that you can see Europe. Think about it. You walk off of a river cruise vessel into the heart of a town, and you get to experience the culture in a way that you really can't do on one of the big ocean ships. Uh-huh. On a river cruise, um, explain what actually is involved in the river cruise. Generally, how many people are on the boat? You know, how many stops do you make? What rivers do you go down to? So we're on almost all of the rivers in Europe. Okay. So we have 156 people that can occupy one of our vessels. Okay. And every single port that we stop in, we're going to include their, include their excursions. And depending on the size of the town that we're in, we spend one to two days in a different port. So you may wake up in the morning in one small town, go on an included city tour, have some free time to explore, get back on the ship for lunch, and then you're getting off in another town after lunch because all the towns are really close together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're going on another included excursion to come back on board. And then in the evening, we're going to have entertainment, a local singer, dancer, musician. Giving our guests the cultures of those areas is what it's all about. And you really get into the heart of the country, right? You're, you, you, you'll stop by the popular tourist attractions, but you'll get into some of these small towns, which are just amazing. And, Absolutely. And the Rhine is one of my favorite for small towns. And I'll give you an example. On the Rhine River, we stop in a small town called Requir. Requir is tiny. If you walk from the front to the back of it, you could do it in five minutes. Really? If you were not with one of our tour guides, yeah, we, we take yeah. a little more time than that. But Requir is the town that Disney modeled Belle's hometown in ah, Beauty and the Beast after. Wow, wow. And it's something you would never think about until you get off the boat and you see this beautiful little small town. Your customers, um, how many of them come from the U.S.? Majority are from the U.S. Say, and Canada. Really? Really? Yes. Why is that, do you think? Well, that's where our marketing is. Yeah. That's where we focus on, the U.S. and Canada. We, we do get people from around the world, but we have a lot of people from this country that want to travel with us. Now, before the interview, you were telling me you won a few awards here just recently about because of your river cruises. What's that all about? You know, we win awards all the time. We, we have the highest rated vessels in Berlitz. But just this week, we had something really exciting happen. Uh, Travi Awards, it's an award ceremony voted for by travel agents. Mm -hmm. So all of the vendors, all the suppliers, cruise and land, they all come to the same place for the ceremony. And we swept the River Cruise Department. Wow. We got the best River Cruise Line in Europe, best in Asia, best in Africa, best River Cruise Line overall in our Amalea was voted as the best River Cruise ship for 2018. Well, congratulations to you. Makes my job a little easier. Yeah, sure does. <laughs> and thanks for being here and thanks for stopping by. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. All right. We've been talking with uh, Brandon Oscarson. He is with Oma Waterways and he'll be here at the Expo until 8 o'clock tonight and then tomorrow from 10 to 5. So if you're interested in a River Cruise, 
Stop by and talk to Brandon. More coming up on the Rod Arquette Show. Here's Abby now with the news update. Thanks, Rod. A deal. Read over. Your music, your stations, your podcasts. Anytime, anywhere. I heart radio. Welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show, broadcasting live today from the, uh, or I should say this evening now, from the uh, 2019 Morris Murdoch Travel Expo here at the Mountain America Expo Center. They're open until 8 o'clock tonight, 10 to 5 tomorrow. So if you're looking for an adventure for you and your spouse, maybe your family this year, come check it out. They've got everything, land cruises, uh, cruises, uh, unbelievable travel excursions, all part of the uh, Morris Murdoch Travel Expo. And again, we're at the Mountain America Expo Center till 8 o'clock tonight, 10 to 5 tomorrow. All right, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, <coughs> excuse me, um, what lawmakers will do this upcoming session with school fees. Of course, that were, there was a state audit put out about how carried away fees for high school activities, anything from a locker to being part of the cheerleading squad, and how crazy those fees have become. So it's going to be interesting to see what lawmakers do with that as they meet starting on Monday. Already one state lawmaker thinks that the state of Utah should pick up some of the basic school fees that are out there, like, you know, a locker fee, a book fee, a lab fee. It's all part of education, isn't it? We spoke recently with State Representative Adam Robertson, who is proposing that, and I asked Representative Robertson why he feels the need to do something like this. Yeah, so the idea is pretty simple. Uh, in the Utah State Constitution, it says very clearly that, that school should be free for our primary and secondary education. Um, that has slowly changed over time, and the idea is let's get back to our basic fundamental principle of our moral obligation to educate the next generation and do it for free. And when you talk about the school fees, I mean, many of the fees you mentioned, like like locker fees and book fees, I mean, shouldn't those all, I, I, I would assume those are already paid for. Why are, why are parents being asked to pay for those as well, which I think are basic school needs? Are they not, Adam? I fully agree with you. Those are basic school needs. You can't really attend school successfully if you don't have textbooks. And charging parents a fee for that is just another way of effectively taxing the parents, and that's not acceptable. We change that. That cannot be. And, Adam, let me ask you this. Any idea how much uh, uh, in a typical school that kids and parents would be paying for, like, locker fees and school book fees and some of the basic needs. Any, any idea as to how much that, ups to, that adds up to every year? Yeah, we have a pretty, pretty, a pretty good idea. It, it's a little difficult. It varies from school district to school district quite a bit. Um, getting all the data for all the school and trying to find the right number is hard to pin down. But the best number we have right now is about $125 per student. So would the state, are you proposing then, Adam, that the state pick up that cost, and can the state afford to do that? Yeah, I'm proposing that the state pick up that cost, and the local school districts pick up that cost. And a lot of our funding is at the kind of the local school district as much control as possible over where they spend their funds, how they allocate it. Um, and so within that, it's just gotten out of control over the last several decades. It all began around 1986. And that's when the Utah Constitution was changed, allowing school fees as authorized by the legislature. That authority was largely passed under the school boards and then to the, to the local 
or districts or ways. Um, and over time, one more feed crept in, general geography, expertise, etc. And then we start out of control. So it just a return to what we had before. The state can't afford it. Education should be our number one priority. And if education is our number one priority, everything else needs to get behind it, and we can definitely make this happen. And we can do it without a tax increase if we do it wisely. Let me ask you about, are you considering maybe the schools picking up the extracurricular activities, or do you think those still should be paid for either by the students or by their parents? Yeah, let's talk about extracurricular. I use my, my son as, as, a, as a good example. I have a daughter who's, who's very involved with band, and she has been for years, um, and we pay for that. We pay for the instrument as, a, as parents. We pay for the trips that she goes to, say they have a performance in George, for example, we pay for that, and overnight, we uh, the three room and board, all of that we fit as parents. That is need to remain a parental thing. If we knew that a state thing for free, we'd really get the control. There'd be no, uh, it'd be hard to get checks and balances on that. I mean, I'd just like to to say Europe for a week as part of educational experience, or Europe for a semester. Um, where does it end? You have to draw the line somewhere, and we need, I think, the right place to draw it is a, a solid good education, uh, which is basically what happens from the time you get in the classroom in the morning to the time you leave in the afternoon. Um, that is the fundamental education, and that's the portion that I propose being fully funded by the people of the state of Utah. Adam, why do you think the uh, the school fees got so out of hand? What happened, do you think? Um, I think there's over time, there's kind of two pieces to it. One is uh, there was a lack of attention to some of the details in the law of how it should have been executed, how it should have been controlled. There's a, a, a lack of good controls. And like, I, as parents and, and uh, businesses, we want the best for our kids, and we want more and more and more out of our schools. The, the trips that they go on today, the experiences the kids that they have are far more um, elaborate, detailed, and extensive than they were when I was a kid. The schools, as you know, also are, are we have a challenge funding our schools because we have so many kids in Utah. I mean, we, have, we have a very high birth rate, very high student-to-taxpayer ratio. So with that, it's difficult to fund it the way we'd like to. So the schools have over time slowly crept in small things like anyone with somewhat innocuous like a $10 locker fee or a $15 fee for your um, biology class. And over time, they just slowly increase and fully crept in and then and got worse and worse. And it's just uh, it's got to the point where we can reset that. Well, I would agree with you on that one, uh, Adam, for sure. Um, it, this could be a very hot-buttoned issue. Do you think uh, lawmakers will take a look at the uh, proposal you're making and l- at least give it some serious consideration in this upcoming session, Adam? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of focus on school fees right now. They can be used working on some efforts to bring back in some of the controls that are in place. The school board has the school board's doing an excellent job helping rein that in. Um, they are have gone through multiple revisions of adjustments to the rules. That's excellent and very, very laudable. But people, the lawmakers I've talked to, everyone loves the idea of these schools should be free as a basic principle, a fundamental moral principle that we believe in. The issue here is not about should we do it. The issue is about affordability. Where does this come from? 
where does money come from? Uh, no one wants to do a tax increase. I certainly don't. Uh, but that means that we have to think carefully about how we're spending our money and the state and make sure the focus and the priority really is on education, number one. And that means we have to cut in some places that are, that are hard. Cuts are always painful. Or we have to take some of the surplus we have this year and put it more towards education. Um, there, there's, there's some good options. It just requires us really keeping our priorities straight and making sure the future generation of kids is our number one priority. All right, on our Newsmaker line, Representative Evan Robertson talking about uh, maybe the state picking up a little bit of the uh, school fees that many of you parents have to pay now, which I think is absolutely ridiculous as far as having to pay for a locker. Give me a break. All right, more coming up on the Radar Catch Show as we continue with our live broadcast from the 2019 Morris Murdoch Travel Expo. This story is called the Up Written Down. To learn more about taking control of your money, go to DaveRamsey.com. Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Can you believe this? I'm now being made fun of because I don't know how to run a washer and dryer. How many of you guys out there know how to run a washer and dryer? Yeah, look, everybody around here is raising their hand except for me. I, my white shirts would turn pink. Yeah, I don't know the, the colors. I don't know how long you leave it on. I mean, I'm a sad case. I mean, I you know, as I've got, I've got, many of you know, and I, I just mentioned this. I don't want to you know talk a lot about this, but I've been fighting viral bronchitis for the last five six weeks. It ain't fun, okay? But I've watched my wife carry on every day, and she could live without me. I've determined that if I go, my wife would be fine. Now, if she goes, I'm in trouble, man. I mean, I can't boil water. I mean, that's how I am anymore. I mean, it's sad, isn't it? This sad life in which I leave. It is so sad. All right, now, before we go uh, and carry on, uh, I tell you what, we're, we're here at the Morris Murdoch Travel, and it's been fun today, and we'll talk more about this in just a minute. But, you know, the big issue, of course, in Washington right now is the debate over building the wall. The government's going to reopen for three weeks. We'll see if we come up with a deal. Um, as part of our Listen Back Friday, we had a conversation with Matt Pinsker earlier this week. Now, Matt is a national security expert. He works at Virginia, uh, Virginia Commonwealth University, but he also served as a special prosecutor for the Border Patrol. And I talked to Matt about his experience down there, and I asked him, first of all, to share some of the experiences and things he saw as he traveled along the border with Border Patrol agents. Absolutely. Well, uh, I want to keep things family-friendly for your audiences, uh, but I saw some pretty horrifying things out there. I've seen what happens to people when they're brutally tortured with fire, with hot fluids, with knives by, cart by members of the cartel who hack part limbs like members of ISIS. And I swear this is me trying to keep it PG. I have too many stories about children being trapped across. Uh, I remember one minor, a child, who was eight months pregnant, being brought over by a 35-year-old man he was allegedly engaged to as a cover. I mean, uh, you know, just whether a combination of the cartels taking over as well. Here's what I hope people would learn about the border. So, because we're not securing it, the cartels have completely taken over, and they literally control it. They actually have armed guards patrolling the border all across. And here's what's ironic. If the cartels catch someone trying to illegally cross the border into America without paying them, 
They'll just murder the person and dump their body in the water. 99.9% of all persons illegally crossing the border into America are being trafficked in by the cartels. They're paying them about six to $8,000 a piece to be smuggled into wow. the U.S. by them. Wow. And the cartels are among the most brutal people on the planet, and they treat their human cargo worse than livestock. Uh, okay, here's a story from court. We, a woman was in court, and she explained that while she was being illegally crossing the border, the coyote bringing them in tried to drown one of the group in the river. Just, you know, random things like that, which are shocking and horrifying, or the torture that stories I have that are shocking and horrifying everywhere else in the nation are just part of everyday life on the border. And maybe what's what's abnormal is how normal it uh, it all is down there. Well, that's amazing, man. I, I read I read your article and was just blown away by how porous our borders are today in trying to deal with this. But I want to talk about the story you, you write about and what happened at Laredo Community College in the community of Laredo when they built a fence. What happened, Matt? Absolutely. It's a great it's a great example of just how fences work. Well, first, it was a problem. You had the issue where you had a community college, a beautiful scenic college campus that looks like any other in America that is literally situated right on the border itself, right on the Rio Grande. And multiple times per week, they were having illegal aliens crossing across uh, through the campus. Usually they left people alone, but many times there were issues with assault, theft, and matters like that. More problematic was when Border Patrol were called to the scene. There were literal chases, hot pursuits across the college campus which is ridiculous. But more sinister, though, as I mentioned, the cartels controlled the border. The cartels were literally using the tennis courts and parking lots of the campus to conduct major drug deals, wow. danger to everyone present. So to stop this, I don't mean to curb back or cut back. I mean literally to put a stop to it. They erected a one-mile fence along their southern side, which is 150 yards from the river, just one-mile fence. And it completely transformed things overnight the point where there's almost zero cartel activity, almost zero illegal immigrants going across campus. And I know a lot of people would say, well, didn't they just go around the wall? Well, yes, but here's the beauty of that. When they are forced to go around the wall, the edges of the wall become choke points uh, where they're funneled, and that's where Border Patrol hang out. I know this because I was there with them at the choke point to see how it worked. And I could see the trails where illegal immigrants come out of the water and are channeled to the sides, fall to the sides. Even better, even when they try, it's only an eight-foot-tall fence. When they try to go over the fence or under the fence, well, they're slowed down a couple of minutes. Now, I know a lot of people say, with a couple of minutes, yeah. what's that? A couple of minutes is all you need sometimes to get there in time because uh, anyone in law enforcement will tell you it's not whether or not a crime happened. It's whether or not you can get there in time to catch the perp. And that couple of minutes, that's all it takes to give them the time necessary to turn a near miss into an actual arrest. And it was the only, work. yeah, it, and it's only a mile long. It's only eight feet high, but as you say, it worked. Exactly. I mean, they no longer are inundated with the issues they used to have of people illegally crossing campus or cartel activity, and they get arrests around there as well. I mean, how can you look at this and say it doesn't work? It's like arguing the earth is flat. Huh, that's amazing, Matt. The president is asking for what five point six, five point seven billion dollars for an additional 234, 64 miles of fence in strategic areas. The Democrats will argue it doesn't work, but you're saying something like that. If placed in strategic areas that the Border Patrol wants to put it in, it would work. Do you agree with them? Oh, 100%, absolutely. Again, if you ask any Border Patrol agent down there, how do you feel about a wall, a fence, or physical barrier? 
they'll say yes with the caveat where it makes sense. There are some places it doesn't make sense, 100% there, but there are many places it doesn't. It's desperately needed. And, again, I just don't get it how people in D.C. who have never been to the border, never spent time there, never sat next to Border Patrol or never was there in court to see what was going on, how, what, are, what, what are they doing lecturing us about what we need and how secure the nation? It's, uh, it's maddening to have them to tell us what we, when they've never even bothered to make the trip, to never actually walk in our shoes. It's frustrating. It's only literally been there to have everyone else, you know, have others say, no, it won't work. Yeah. I saw it work with my own eyes. On our Newsmaker line, that is Matt Pinsker. He is a national security expert, a professor at Virginia Commonwealth University. And as he talked about, a border wall, it was only a mile long. It protected Laredo Community College down there in Laredo, Texas, and it worked. So, as you know, as you hear this debate, the president has said time and time again, the experts have said time and time again, walls work. Now, you know, there are some who believe the president is asking for 2,000 miles of wall. No, he's not. He wants about 243 miles in strategic areas that the Border Patrol have identified as the most critical. That's all he's asking for. $5.6 billion. It's .115 of the federal budget. So, you know, we'll see what happens. The government, by the way, should be reopened over the weekend. The president is waiting to sign the documentation, and uh, he's got three weeks. We'll see what they come up with in the next three weeks. All right, more coming up on the Radar Kent Show, but we are broadcasting live today, final few minutes from the 2019 23rd Annual uh, Morris Murdoch Travel Expo. It is the original and the longest running here in the state of Utah. This year, bigger than better than ever. They've got 100 vendors here. And joining me right now is Janie Hall. Janie is with Travel 2. Janie, welcome to the show. And what is Travel 2? Thank you so much. Travel 2 is a tour operator. We're a land operator. And we package tours together to the South Pacific and Asia. So if you want to go to Australia, New Zealand, the islands in between, maybe Thailand, we help put together the hotels, tours, transfers, everything you'd like. And we work only with travel agents. So you may not be familiar with our name, but if you go to Morris Murdoch Travel, they're very familiar with us. You know, I've had some uh, friends of ours who've gone to Thailand, and they say it is a fascinating country. It is. It's, it's an amazing country. It's a land of smiles. Uh, when I went there, I came back obsessed with Tom Yum Soup. Really? Tom Ka Soup, absolutely. And then I had to go on my own little mission around where I live to find a restaurant that could match up to Thailand soup. Now, you were telling me, and I didn't know this, but New Zealand is one of the most, the friendliest country or one of the friendliest countries in the world. It is. It's very friendly. And I was, as I was just mentioning, if you are flying to New Zealand and you're sitting next to a New Zealander, chances are by the time you land, they will have invited you to their home for dinner. And yes, it's a very safe country. And it's, it's one of the top two countries with the most trusted government by the nationals there. I wonder where we rank when it comes to trust in government. Not <laughs> well, very, not number two. I can, I can guarantee you that, Janie. That's for sure. Um, the, the the trips that you have, Australia is also a very popular destination. Why is that? Yes, it is. Well, I think it's it's very diverse as far as the experiences you can have there. You've got the Great Barrier Reef, which is. Um, just the word just left me. Sorry, but it's it's an iconic wonder. Uh -huh. So over 1,200 uh, miles stretches the reef, and so you've got a lot of people that are divers that want to go see that or experience it. You've got um, cosmopolitan cities like Sydney, the Sydney Opera House, um, the Blue Mountains. There's something for everybody there. Yeah. Now you were saying 
you work with travel agencies like Morris Murdoch Travel, right, if you want to book a flight with you or book a trip with Travel 2. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. So visit uh, Morris Murdoch Travel, give them your wish list, and then they will work with us to come up with a great itinerary. By the way, it's very affordable, and I don't want to hear one more person say that it's too far away because it's well, not. Well, I, I was going to ask it's you that. not. Because it, to me, I mean, you're looking at a very long flight, right? That's right. Nonstop probably 14 hours Los Angeles to Sydney but let me tell you how it shakes out you board the flight late in the evening in Los Angeles they serve you a lovely dinner by the way it's like going to a restaurant it's not like getting peanuts and pretzels or you don't have to pay for so yeah. lovely dinner watch a couple of movies you fall asleep you wake up they serve you breakfast and you land it's that, that is, simple Janie thank you you're Sounds sure like welcome fascinating Janie Hall with travel Two here on the Rod Arquette show more coming up well, let's get the news update right now here's Abby Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.